This is the politics of everything, and I'm your host, Amber Danes. Welcome to the podcast where we want to discuss the politics of everything from money to motherhood, nutrition to narcissism, startups to secularism, the environment to equality, and much more. Our guests are experts in their field or topic of choice, even if you've not yet heard their name. This is a bipartisan podcast. So while we love exploring varied views and get a buzz from a healthy debate, by no means is this a one-sided forum for any one political view. So please listen up and enjoy the politics of everything. My guest today, Alex Allwood, heads up All Work Together, a specialised consultancy connecting customer and culture to empower customer-centric growth. Working with a range of businesses, Alex helps improve experiences that enhance customer value and distinctly differentiate. With a 20-year track record in leadership, operations, and marketing, Alex's strength is developing customer experience strategy that includes customer understanding and empathy, experience vision and guiding principles, and the customer narrative to enable collaboration and alignment. She's also authored the book, The customer experience is the brand and regularly facilitates customer journey mapping workshops and is a regular speaker on customer-centric transformation. It's probably no surprise then that we are here to discuss the politics of customers. Welcome, Alex. Oh, welcome. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Well, you're definitely an expert in customers, so who else would I go to? That's right. (laughs) So um, digging back a little bit in time, did you have a childhood dream career and did that pan out and why and why not? You know, um, I'm not too different to many of uh, the little girls and little boys who have the aspiration to be a famous actor um, and no, that didn't pan out. (laughs) But, did you do uh, a lot of drama at school? Were you one of those kids that was kind of always doing that stuff? Yeah. I did a lot of drama at school. I was on the stage um, and, uh, and, and and sought the limelight. However, I didn't uh, progress uh, a career in drama or in acting. But, uh, you know, when I reflect on that question, Amber, I think that acting is about telling a story and, you know, I do that every day. I tell, um, I help my clients tell their customers and their clients and their patients' story. So, you know, it mightn't be a direct link to being an actor, but I certainly have that element in, in my day-to-day um, business. Fantastic. So what was your first job and what did you think you learned from that experience? Look, um, I'm a big advocate of uh, people having lots of different careers and lots of different jobs because that's the way that you um, learn what you love, uh, you know, and what you don't want to do. And one of my first full-time jobs was in, in sales. And I think there was three um, things that uh, sales helped me do and that was to be a great listener because when you're in sales the important thing is to listen to your customers and um, develop empathy develop you know uh, a feeling of what they uh, are experiencing and also um, develop uh, an understanding of how you can how your product or service 
um, meets their needs. And I'm using all of those um, resources and tools in, in, in what I do now. So I think that that was very, the sales part was very influential um, to shape. Absolutely. I, I, and I don't think you can escape sales in, in the modern society we live in. I mean, even, you know, the use of social media, even though it's storytelling, I sometimes think it's sort of story selling as well. Like it's sort of how you're getting your messages across. And I think the listening piece is is so important mm. in, in business and in your career. Mm. So I think I can see why that would shape you. Yep. So tell us. In the most broadest sense, what is the customer experience really all about and why does it even matter? Well, customer experience is, you know, it, it's about how you make customers feel. That's an experience. And what I do is I help businesses put customer or client or patient or visitor at the centre of their decision making. And this helps uh, drive greater value for their um, customer. It helps to, um, as you said, differentiate and, and helps grow their business. And customer experience has been become very relevant uh, for businesses because we live in, a, in times that we have so much choice. And so the consumer or the customer has um, there's, uh, has a, a lot of choice and there's not much difference between one brand um, and the next or one, one product offering and the next. And so customer experience um, helps that, that, that customer feel connected to that business because that business is delivering to their needs um, and their, their expectations. And I think it's imp- important not only from the business's perspective, but an employee perspective as well. Because um, putting the customer at the centre means that their work is very what we call purposeful. Oh, yes. And that's a big thing, isn't it? Having that purpose, that that piece is such a, it's such a narrative which we're very familiar with. But I wonder if it was always the case. It sort of sounds like a bit of a new version of the customer experience in some ways. Well, we, I think, you know, when we were less competitive and less commoditized, we worked on, you know, we worked for an employer to, you know, create products and services and create um, returns for, 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 for shareholders. But I think people want a lot more um, of their careers. I think people want a, 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 a higher um, purpose or a, a bigger reason to come to work every day. And I think that that is the essence of being fulfilled in your career. And so when you put customer at the centre, it makes people feel like they're, you know, um, in, improving the lives of, of the people um, that they're working for. And, you know, it's important to um, have that, 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 that as part of your, your everyday. I think that... Um, Absolutely. When yeah. you have that, that purpose, it, it really creates connection to the brand and also and that helps with, you know, when you have a, a deep connection with the brand and you feel like you're doing the right thing and you feel like you're treating others well, that, that becomes contagious and that's where you get your employees being ambassadors of the, of the business. And, of course, when you have ambassadors of the business, whether they be customers or employees, that helps drive growth in the business. 
It all sounds so logical. So you've obviously packaged up packaged that up in a way in which, you know, I guess you can coach people to how to go through this process. But was it something you always did in your business or what was your first business incarnation? Have you always been in this space or have you done something differently once you started your own business? I've um, always been in the customer space. I founded my first business 20 years ago in, in 1990, over 20 years ago in 1997. Um, with the ambition to have uh, uh, work-life uh, flexibility. I wanted to have children and so I started a business in marketing and um, it's in a particular area called uh, media planning and buying and that was when the industry uh, regulator uh, deregulated the, the advertising agency and, and media business and I was one of the first agencies to um, to start a, a media planning buying in, in that new in that new era, and um, I've uh, had businesses in brand strategy and advertising, and and then we evolved our offering uh, into customer experience, both strategy and uh, implementation. And how long ago was that? What sort of period are we talking? Five years ago. And on the back of that that evolution or that that pivot, I also wrote the book, Customer Experience is the Brand. Yes, absolutely. And I guess um, the industry has obviously evolved over the years and it sounds like you've sort of weaved your way through this kind of area of work with marketing and communications and brand and storytelling. What are some of the biggest changes to the way businesses and customers interact today compared to, say, when you started your business or even 10 years ago? Um, well, you know what the, the, the what's uh, driven um, these uh, changes is um, being connected online, and specifically, mobile has uh, given us access. Uh, mobile and, and and the internet has given us access to information that we never had before, and along with that is social media has connected us as well, and. And what's important here is that businesses understand that, you know, the way that we purchased products and services fundamentally changed. So, you know, 10 years ago, we would go, we'd have a, a need, for example, for a, a, a new television and we'd probably see or hear an ad um, on television or in the newspapers uh, or on radio. And then we'd go into a Harvey Norman's or a Bing Lee's and talk to a sales consultant, probably, you know, make some brand selections based on our discussions and come back and talk to our neighbours and our uh, family and then make a product selection um, based on on that. Um, And so it was, you know, today we use the internet to make those product decisions before we've even stepped out out the front door. Um, and we talk to people online, um, and we talk to in, in terms of um, in terms of you know product rec- recommendation um, sites, and we talk to our friends and peers in social media to make purchasing decisions. So it's it's dramatically changed um, how we uh, that those are the big changes. Absolutely, yeah, we all relate to that too, don't we? I mean, I think most of us 
because we can skip ads on TV, for example, we don't even watch them anymore. They don't really inform a lot of our decisions. And I know some of my big purchasing decisions or if I just want to sort of test the waters in a new product area that I maybe haven't um, purchased before, I'll definitely put something on social media to my peers and friends and say, hey, these are my options. What do you think? Or do you have any recommendations? And that really will probably seal the deal for me more than any glossy magazine ad or amazing, you know, digital ad will ever, ever do for me. Yes. And, you know, I I bought a a new dishwasher uh, last month, you know, and I hadn't bought a dishwasher for 20 years. So I didn't even know what brands were, you know, were were manufacturing dishwashers. But my, and my first step was to go to the CanStar, you know, website to have a look at customer ratings on different dishwashers. And from there, I Googled a number of brand names. Um, and from there, I talked to people in my social media, media stream on what they were using. And I, I bought that dishwasher online. So I didn't even step into a, 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 a physical retail store. And you didn't even need to touch decision. and feel it and open the doors and no. play with the bits. No. You just did it. That's right. You have all your specs online. You have a video. Um, and, and the purchasing decision was completely done online. It was delivered. The boxes were taken away. So it was, uh, you know, it was a seamless um, experience and one that I was happy to recommend as well. Yeah, absolutely. And your recommendation might sort of, you know, cascade into hundreds of purchasing decisions if you've got people in the same headspace who are looking for the same product at the same time. So I totally can see the power of that. And I think we all relate to it um, in all our decision-making purchases these days. So on a practical level, how do you shape customer experiences? And what are these sort of touch points that you talk to businesses about? I mean, you use obviously in-house workshops and, and so forth to kind of get your message across. But how do they, I guess, relate to what you say and then really put that into action? Is there a project or a client that you can maybe even on a no-names basis just share how how you've walked with them through this experience and what that's resulted in? I have, um, I have a, a couple of really solid examples. I thought I might touch on a, a, um, a retail client that I'm working with and the importance of uh, defining firstly what the, the, the problem that you're trying to solve. And when I go and talk to a lot of businesses, they jump to, well, we, we want to create um, better experiences and that that is um, an important part of what we do but what's the what what is underlying in in terms of what are you trying to what are you trying to um, what problems are you business problems you're trying to solve and this piece of, this retailer a, a large um, retailer in Australia had through the, the the research that we'd undertook identified a queuing problem um, now, you know, they could see um, that they had a, a, a queuing problem and their employees um, were experiencing the uh, fallout from queuing problems. But what they didn't uh, understand was what was exacerbating um, that uh, queuing problem. And so before we even start um, to um, solve those problems, we do what's called um, a customer journey map um, to understand the customer's end-to-end journey. And yes. today, businesses have lots and lots of behavioural data um, to help them make 
uh, and understand, make decisions and understand what's happening at uh, particular uh, touch points through the their business. But often that data doesn't tell them um, the why in, in terms of what the customer is thinking and feeling when they're interacting um, at that w- with that business across all the different interaction points. And so we use a qualitative mem- method in terms of we go and talk to their customers um, and from those one-on-one in-depth conversations, we then are able to map that journey in terms of what the customer is thinking, feeling and doing. And from that process, we were able to understand what were the triggers in terms of the customer's frustrations and emotional state when they were queuing. Because it was actually not the queuing um, that was, um, you know, causing them pain. It was um, other things that were causing them pain while they were queuing. And so uh, based upon that, we had a look at... um, Uh, what we call a value map in terms of who was delivering the value across the customer journey internally. And we got those different functional groups together to start to design a solution um, for for these queuing challenges. So it's a very interesting project. And how long would that typically take? I mean, what's this process? Is it three months, a year, or does it really vary? It varies, but typically you're looking between eight and 10 weeks to do the first part, and that's the customer understanding part, and the, which is the customer journey mapping, and creating profiles or need, doing a needs analysis um, for that customer. Because the second part of that is connecting that the customer um, with the um, organization, and that's how they're thinking about customer and how they're making decisions um, day to day. Yeah, absolutely. That, that totally, I can see how that, there would be variants and I guess it depends on the type of organisation you're working with too yes. and how many layers there is to that to that company. Customers are obviously very savvy these days and we've alluded to that in our purchasing decisions and how we go about it and the ideas of trust and, and so forth are very high when they're recommended by our friends and peers, but maybe less so if it's just coming at us as a as a big glossy ad. So what do most customers expect from brands or companies that they do business with? Is, are there certain things we all expect and how, how can businesses do it better so they're meeting the needs of customers? It's a question that I'm asked often and it's a question that most businesses expect there's going to be a generic or a quick fix solution that's going to improve their experience um, with their customers. In actual fact, if you really want to have um, change in creating value for customers, then you need to understand what the customer's needs are and you need to solve the problems that they're trying to, or get the job, you know, trying to uh, create a a product or service that solves their problems. And I think at the heart of that is creating um, an an emotional and personal connection um, with customers. It's not a one size fits all because if it's a one size fits all then you're not creating any differentiation between 
one brand and the next. And I'll give you an example. I'm an American Express holder. Um, I have used American Express for 25 years. Now, they're a credit card um, provider. And so you wouldn't think that there's much difference between one credit card provider and the next. But, um, you know, I had a little bit of a, a problem. And do you know what? They could solve that problem um, straight away. And my problem was that instead of using my name, they were using my full name. And so my name's Alex, but they, all the bank and financial institutions insist that uh, my full name is used on the credit card. And yes. when I said, you know, uh, my name is Alex, but you keep calling me you know, by my full name, they said, you know what, that's no problems. We're going to get that changed for you. And so when I call now, they, they use my, 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 my preferred name, but they went that extra step further and they reprinted my credit cards. So my preferred name now appears on my credit card. Now that is an, a, 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 an emotional connection um, yes. and a personalised connection. And that is, the, the, I think, what the true essence of customer experience is all about. And once again, it circles back into the idea of they listened to you. They understood how important it was for you to have the name you prefer to be known by on your card. So yep. I think maybe even 20 years ago that wouldn't happen. They would just go, oh, well. It doesn't happen now. I've asked for other card, uh, credit card providers to do the same and other banking and financial institutions to do the same. They won't do it. Wow. And this is, this is what keeps, uh, and uh, as a customer, that level of engagement helps you stay connected to the to the brand, but also you're happy to recommend that brand to your your, your friends and your peers and your colleagues, and you're happy to tell that story um, of that po positive experience um, to those people. And that's, I think, um, the essence of customer experience, um, and that's what customers expect these days. They expect that personalised um, experience. So do you have any special mentors and inspirational people that have guided you through this journey of life and business? And if so, who are they and what have they taught you? Well, um, I, when I wrote my book, I ded dedicated it to my husband um, because my husband, uh, David Thompson, is a great supporter of Team Alex. Um, and he's a great confidence builder and uh, self-esteem builder and uh, we've been married for 20 years and together for 30 years and he's always, you know, just uh, supported me through whatever, whatever journey and whatever path I wanted to take. Um, so, I'm, uh, you know, I'm I, I, very lucky to have such a, a, a wonderful person in my life. I uh, have had a, a, a big um, support and been influenced by um, Glenn Carlson, and he runs an organisation called Dent, which is a, a brand accelerator program. And he's helped me inform, you know, my profile and the brand, my brand and, and product um, offering development, and was very instrumental in my in the pivot. Um, to customer experience, and I think um, you know you 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 look back in all in, in order to go forward and uh, acknowledge that you know a friend and colleague Teddy Allen who who passed away 
uh, last year. Uh, she gave my, me my first break in publishing. And uh, so there, there, there's a, a number of people that have been very influential and uh, in, in my career and in my life as well. Great. So to wrap up, what would be your top three tips for anyone to succeed in the politics of customers? Hmm. So uh, connect and connect with your customer, Understand deeply understand your customer, not just what they're doing, but uh, dive deep into how they're feeling um, and connecting um, across the journey. Uh, I think communication is a big part of connecting the wider organisation to creating great experiences. Um, Communication is about keeping the customer story um, alive um, across the business day in and um, day out and to help people in non-facing roles build empathy um, around customer so that they're prioritising the work to improve experiences. And I think, um, as, my, as my brand name says, you know, all working together, um, collaborating to improve um, your customer's life is, is the third uh, tenant in regards to, um, in to, regards to creating ex- great experiences. Well, it's been invaluable to have you on the podcast today. And if you do want to connect further with Alex Allwood, there will be some details on the show notes. Until next time, keep well. Thanks for listening today. If you've enjoyed the politics of everything, we thrive on feedback. So please add a short review and share the podcast with your network and your friends and family. I'm also always on the hunt for fabulous new guests. So if you've got a view to share and an idea how to get our listeners excited, please email me at amber at bespoke comms, that's B-E-S-P-O-K-E-C-O-M-M-S.com.au and we'll be sure to get back to you. Until next time.